No collusion, ladies and gentlemen. There was indeed no collusion. However, there was obstruction. Let me be clear. There was no collusion as I worked to put this podcast together for you, but there was plenty of obstruction in the form of pollen. That's right. Pollen and allergies and all kinds of things that just... uh, Oh, and chocolate cake because I was a little bit delayed due to some delicious chocolate cake that someone brought in. So there's that as well. But no collusion on this program. We do it all ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, even as we're starting to get listeners from around the world. It's Dave Kinchin tonight. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Of course, the Mueller Report is out, the redacted version, anyhow. Uh, 400-some pages of it, and uh, it was made public after it was released to members of Congress today. The Attorney General, William Barr, spoke uh, from uh, a uh, podium talking about uh, essentially highlights of the matter and uh, was pummeled with questions by members of the press. And then, of course, uh, members of Congress were pummeled uh, with questions by members of the press, uh, as they should be. Um, as they look into this issue and, uh, you know, this was one of those, uh, steady, gosh, this was like, um, it's like when you reach a certain checkpoint in a video game or, you know, throughout the day, several hours throughout a long pathway of, or a long journey, you start to reach, you know, benchmarks or you start to reach key indicators of where you are, you know, breaking news, uh, the Mueller team did not find, uh, Trump's written answers adequate, um, more breaking news, Trump directed House uh, White House counsel uh, Don McGahn to fire Mueller. I mean, there's all these bits and pieces that are coming out. And, uh, you know, you can only imagine the reporters and producers at national channels and local major city local operations, too, in, in some cases, that really had to look through this report and, and comb through this. And, and, you know, this is this is legal stuff. So it's dense, you know, it's it's dense. And and, and there's so much material to it. So, so much coming out. President Trump uh, stating game over in a meme or a graphic put together showing him with his back facing the camera uh, and a Game of Thrones kind of design as well. So this has been a busy day. We're going to sort all of it out and kind of look at the next steps here. What I like to do is try to analyze things and try to read through things in real time and, and just, uh, you know, sum up the day's news and or the week's news and put it all together as we move forward in a grand excursion into uh, something, well, that is far from over. So I guess this grand excursion has been going on for quite some time. Uh, But uh, it was interesting, uh, the Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer had said that uh, Attorney General Barr had distorted uh, facts based on the Mueller report. So members of Congress want, uh, they've said this before, they're they're calling for it even louder. Uh, They want, or more, uh, well, with more volume, they want uh, the Attorney General to appear before Congress. And you can imagine at least the public portion of that Plenty of popcorn to go around there. So it's Dave, it's Dave Kitchen tonight. We're sorting it all out, folks. Hope you're having a otherwise great week. Aside from the political dramas in Washington, we're not done yet. Oh, of course we're not done yet. We're just getting started, my friends. All right, you ready, boys and girls, as we... Um work our way through all of this. Now, chances are you've probably been reading, if you're like me, and I, I want to get into this, uh, by the way, um, just sort of setting the table. This is a, this right here, 
This isn't a table. This is a, what do you call it? This is like a, a king's table or something where, you know, it, it, it spans the whole length of a castle back in medieval times or something. I and mean, that's, that's how much stuff there is here. Um, so, you know, I, the, these things come out. And I remember when I was covering Bridgegate, um, I, I kind of, I, I have an idea of how, uh, producers were, you know, working on this. It's mostly network people, mostly national channels uh, and national papers. You know, your New York Times, your Washington Post, obviously them, Washington Examiner, your L.A. Times, you know, and also your Time Magazine and the, the major TV networks, okay? So they have a whole setup with, uh, you know, correspondence, their managers, their producers, and probably even some interns. I mean, you know, this is the kind of thing where if you're interning at a TV station or a TV network, you want to get hands-on, and you'll, you'll probably get hands-on for something like this. I remember um, there was video. I don't know if you remember this, but this is sort of related. I think it was the Paul Manafort um, case. I want to say it was one of those major cases as an offshoot related to the whole Russia affair or Russia investigation. There was a producer who uh, was an intern working for one of the networks. I shouldn't say producer. That's a kind of a vague term sometimes. Um, an intern who got the verdict um, in a case and ran it out to the, the, the correspondents and producers in the field. And, you know, it was just a mad dash. and It, was, it went viral. Everybody was uh, Andrea Mitchell from NBC News. It was an NBC News intern. And Andrea Mitchell praised her, and, and it was a really cool thing. But that's, you know, that's how frantic these kinds of things get. You can imagine, I mean, this is a historic, we, I don't have to tell you, we, you know. You know how historic, either way, this, this whole investigation is. Just the existence of it adds its own history. So you have a TV network or a newspaper, and you have a whole floor of people, or at least a major, a big room with people looking through this report as soon as it's online and it's you know on the justice.gov website and it's printed out and and producers sort through electronic versions and and you know whatever i did the same thing with bridgegate when that happened when there was a major report that came out dealing with uh, key associates and then governor chris christie's circle and it was like hundreds of pages you know um I was largely going through it myself. I did have a little bit of help, but I was largely going through it myself. And, you know, we were trying to pick up, you know, I mean, so many bits and pieces of who knew what and who directed this and who directed that um, in that case. And so I, I was imagining that as I, as this all was, was unfolding, I was working on um, a separate assignment, uh, but, but certainly consumed uh, with all of this. And um, that's how the networks would break certain moments here and there. And we'll, we'll kind of walk through some of the big highlights, not only in the report, but as they were reported. One of the interesting things, the New York Times first had this, um, talking about uh, how President Trump, according to the report, had tried to uh, thwart the whole investigation. In fact, there is a quote that's been going around. It's in the report, of course, where when Trump first found out about the special counsel, uh, get to that page when Trump first found out about the special counsel that it was appointed uh, to lead the Russia probe uh, 
uh, Trump had said, quote, oh, my God, this is terrible. This is the end of my presidency. I'm effed. And you can kind of guess the F word there, um, which might also stand for foreign lawful carnal knowledge if you're a music fan, but you get the idea. So um, there is reporting uh, from the Times, but also, you know, everybody. And again, it's all from it's in the report. I saw portions of this myself uh, that lays out how uh, the Trump team had tried to really slow this thing down or worry about um, or tried to make sure it did not impact his ability to govern is his whole you know, concern. Um, now, it, it, it says here, what's interesting about all this is that while there were attempts uh, to slow things or thwart this, that overall the investigators did not find enough to say that there was uh, some clear obstruction of justice. Uh, the report says here, quote, if we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would state. So, OK, so what they're saying is it. You know, there wasn't uh, there wasn't uh, enough to say there's an indictable offense to obstruct of, of obstruction, but pointed out that there was uh, this was not an exoneration, which is something that, that was also reported even before this came out, when the summary of this came out. Um, so the, the, the quote from the uh, from Mueller, uh, what his investigators wrote in the report is this quote. If we had confidence after a thorough investigation of facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would so state based on the facts and the applicable legal standards. However, we are unable to reach that judgment. So now the report also says that Congress can look at this, you know, and, uh, you know, Congress, they're, they're going to do that anyway. But the report specifically says Congress can look into these critical matters, including the obstruction question. Uh, so, so the, you know, the uh, reporting goes on to say, uh, the, the case, the report says, goes on to say, um, that special counsel agreed that Trump did have the authority to do some of the things that were really some of the most critically scrutinized, like firing, uh, former FBI director, uh, Jim Comey. Uh, the special counsel, according to NYT, said that uh, there was the uh, permission or he did have the authority to do that. Um, although it does look at other questions as to what Trump uh, did uh, to try to to, again, th- uh, you know, some might say throw a wrench in the works here. Um, one of the really interesting points that came out of this, one of the really interesting developments that came out of the uh, Mueller report was this idea that uh, it says that Trump had called uh, the White House counsel, Don McGahn, he was at home. This is back in 2017. Let me just get the exact reference here. And I've got like summaries of this. So imagine how many, you know, if I did it 400 pages here and pardon my sniffles folks um so basically says that uh, that trump had called um again who was at home and said that there were conflicts of interest as far as Mueller and his team investigating this and ordered mcgann to fire the special counsel now it, the report also says that mcgann refused and essentially said that he did not want to enact a saturday night massacre now this was a reference this all dates back to a time 
when uh, Richard Nixon had directed uh, key people in his staff to fire the independent probe into him. And that would have essentially, you know, created all kinds of, of you know, uh, that was obviously uh, a major, uh, you know, problem there. Let me just... Uh, I jump around a little bit sometimes, um, so I just, I did not have that many pages. Is it in this one? I know, I'm asking you like you would know. Oh, there's so much here. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. We found it, folks. Um, we had it on two different pages, and unfortunately, both were uh, on the other side of my desk here. <laughs> That's how this goes when you're when you're keeping track of this thing as it's happening here, and, and you make notes, and then you have to go back to where your notes were before. Uh, so, um, again, refused and said that he would, quote, rather resign uh, than trigger what, uh, what he regarded as a potential Saturday night massacre. Of course, that references Nixon's order to his attorney general to can the independent a prosecutor looking at Watergate. Um, now, both the AG and the Deputy Attorney General resigned at that time rather than carry out the order. Um, uh, yeah, they both, uh, AG and Deputy AG, resigned rather than carry out that order. Um, a history lesson here from the Times. Now, uh, what's the, this is, again, we talked about this, where Congress can look at this matter and and see whether there was obstruction. The report says uh, this, um, looking for the exact quote, uh, the line in the report says, quote, the collusion, the, the, the collusion that Congress, uh, conclusion, excuse me, the conclusion that Congress may apply the obstruction laws I apologize again. These allergies are, it's the worst time of year for me, especially when you take medication that hasn't kicked in yet for allergies. If you're a sufferer, we need to do a whole segment on that. Um, the conclusion that Congress may apply the obstruction laws to the president's corrupt exercise of the powers of office accords with our constitutional system of checks and balances and the principle that no person is above the law. So, okay, so Congress can look at this. Congress can do that. And, you know, it's not like we knew they were, they said they were going to do that. So we knew that ahead of time. Other key highlights here had to do with Trump's written responses to uh, to questions uh, that the Mueller team found inadequate. Uh, the report says, quote, we noted, among other things, that the president stated on more than 30 occasions that he does not recall or remember or have an independent recollection of information called for by the questions. Other answers were incomplete or imprecise. The report says the written responses we informed counsel demonstrate the inadequacy of the written format as we have had no opportunity to ask follow-up questions that would ensure complete answers and potentially refresh your client's recollection or clarify the extent uh, or nature of his lack of recollection. So basically it says the special counsel had looked at, um, at one point, uh, this was widely reported because uh, it's in the report, uh, looked at a subpoena uh, but decided that that would actually 
you know, you can imagine Trump's lawyers uh, would delay that as much as, as they could here. So, again, the, the Mueller team, I'll read that passage again. The Mueller team says that Trump uh, was given written questions to answer, but they weren't satisfied. They said, again, we noted, among other things, that the president stated on more than 30 occasions that he does not recall or remember or have an independent recollection of information called for by the questions. Other answers were merely incomplete or imprecise. The written responses we informed counsel demonstrate an inadequacy of the written format as we have had no opportunity to ask follow-up questions that will ensure complete answers and potentially re refresh your client's recollection or clarify the extent or nature of his lack of recollection. So a lot of frustration there, certainly from the Mueller uh, attorneys, as you could imagine if you were in their, their position here. One of the other big questions here was, of course, the Trump Tower meeting. And the report's interesting here. The report basically finds that there were statements that Trump made that did mislead the public, but did not rise to anything that was criminal. Um, it, it, there's, um, let's see, there's three occasions, apparently, uh, that the... Um, that the Mueller team found uh, dating back to 2017, where Trump had said to people around him to mislead the press about the Trump Tower situation. Now, it goes, the quote is, each of these efforts by the president involved his communications team and was directed at the press. Uh, they would not amount to obstructive acts only if the president, by talking, by taking these actions, sought to withhold information from or mislead congressional investigators or special counsel. One more time. Each of these efforts by the president involved his communications team and was directed at the press. The report says, uh, the Mueller report says, quote, they would amount to obstructive acts only if the president, by taking these actions, sought to withhold information from or mislead congressional investigators or the special counsel, make sure we, we said that part. And it talks about uh, White House advisor Hope Hicks um, uh, and, and uh, a drafting that she had put together regarding Donald Trump Jr. sent to the New York Times. Uh, it, it says uh, the president told Hicks to say only that Trump Jr. took a brief meeting and it was about Russian ad adoption. And that was widely reported to the press at the time. I do remember that. It was reported uh, that was information sent to everyone, basically, in the media that uh, that this was about uh, adoption. Uh, so uh, the report says it did not mention the offer of derogatory information about Clinton or the final statement is published by The New York Times. The New York Times says about The New York Times, uh, Mueller found did not mention the offer of derogatory information about Hillary Clinton. So that was, uh, again, one of the other issues uh, regarding this Trump Tower meeting, a critical moment, an infamous moment to deal uh, with uh, opposition research. It's Mueller who congressional Democrats want to appear uh, before Congress to uh, answer some critical questions, and that's where you would get the popcorn. We uh, made a slight misspeak and said uh, Barr. Barr already, of course, spoke to uh, members of Congress, although it is not out of the realm of possibility for that to happen again, uh, given what they say, what Pelosi and Schumer say about Barr in uh, this statement, this joint statement. Remember that, by the way, when they were re responding to President Trump about um, a key 
was it was a foreign policy issue, if I remember correctly. And they stood there at the podium together. They looked like your disappointed parents, uh, right? I mean, it was an instant meme of Schumer and uh, Pelosi there. Anyway, um, so I wonder if, if we will picture that in our heads while we get to this joint statement here. They outline uh, Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. They lay out some specific four cases where they say Attorney General Barr misled the public. Number one, Attorney General Barr led us to believe that the Office of Legal Counsel Opinion did not play a significant role in Special Counsel Mueller's refusal to make a decision on obstruction. In fact, the report shows the opinion played a major role and probably the decisive role in Special Counsel Mueller's decision to not reach a conclusion. That's a key thing there. Number two, Attorney General Barr presented a conclusion that the president did not obstruct justice, but Special Counsel Mueller's report cites several instances of presidential action that appeared to undercut that finding. So all of that is big there. Those are two cases. Two cases where, again, Schumer and Pelosi in a joint statement say that the attorney general misled the public. The third one, the special counsel's own words directly and dramatically undercut Attorney General Barr's claim that the president fully cooperated with the special counsel's investigation. As the report shows, the president, in fact, did the opposite from firing the FBI director, uh, which the report also uh, had indicated uh, that, that it was within Trump's legal authority to do, uh, from fire, fire, firing the FBI director to pressuring senior officials to lie, to refusing to testify, to attempting to fire the special counsel himself. Lastly, it says the special counsel's report confirms that members of the Trump campaign were aware of Russia's Russian attempts to interfere with the election. But instead of reporting this to the federal authorities like any patriotic American would have done, they encouraged it. And they say that Barr deliberately left this out of any of his public statements. So they say, again, they want they say it is imperative for the special counsel Mueller to appear before Congress I would think now that we have this redacted version out and there's there's, you know, quite a bit of redaction, but I would think most of that would be public. But I would also think that some of that would be private because of some sensitive matters as well. So we are indeed far from done with all of this, folks. The drama continues. And of course, we're going to follow every step of it. There is one miracle in all of this, my friends, out of all these papers. And, you, you know, I can't say the same for maybe the, the uh, people, um, you know, in Washington directly assigned to looking at this report and all of the, what, 400-some pages. But for me and all the, I have lots of summaries and, and, and specific quotes that I pulled and things like that. Not one paper cut. Not one. Those are never fun when you get those. So uh, no obstruction from uh, a paper cut, at least, in, in putting all of this together for you, uh, or at least looking at all of this tonight, um, which, uh, you know, the great thing about doing this show is we get to kind of walk through things together. I mean, chances are you've looked at this on your own time, and you listen to this podcast, and what we want to do is kind of walk through it with you and, uh, you know, and, and see, especially as we looked at the next steps and where we move ahead. Here, So there's going to be a lot of questions ahead as, uh, again, congressional Democrats call on the special counsel to address them. And we will be, well, 
we will continue to see where all of this goes, won't we? Oh, by the way, uh, in Philadelphia, a specific note uh, here to all of our NBA fans. Go Sixers. Let's go, go, go. 10987 Sixers because uh, uh, this is a series they got to win. We've got to do this, all right? I'm, I'm still going through my college basketball withdrawal, but that's okay because we've got the NBA. Oh, and we've got baseball as well. And uh, I like uh, overall... I like what our Phils are doing. My hometown Tigers love them too. Uh, and whatever team, if, if, if you love this show, then I guess I'll, I'll say I, I love your team too. And if you're a Yankees fan, well, oh, you, what's that? We're out of time? Okay, well, well, then I can't get into that because we're out of time, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Talk to you uh, next time. <laughs>